welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for our next lesson in our series over the book of John. John is a powerful book that shows us who Jesus is. So we're calling this series, Who I Am. Through seven signs and seven powerful I Am statements, as well as through Jesus' life and death, we can see that Jesus is God. And as God, He offers eternal life to those who believe. Well, thanks again for joining us. We hope that you enjoy this lesson. All right, turn your Bibles to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Today we're going to be looking at um, the finish of the illustration that Jesus gives us about the sheep. Uh, If you remember last week, we talked about the sheep and the wolf and the thief. And we talked about how Jesus cares for us. And today we see that again. Um, And we want to make sure that we remember and know these truths and we use them in our life. We apply them in our life so that we can, um, so we can have. We won't. We don't have to fear, and we don't have to have doubt. Okay. There's this. Uh, when I was like in junior high, I think I was like, uh, I didn't think a lot. Usually, you know, when you're in junior high, you don't think very much if you're a boy, at least. And so, uh, you know, I didn't think very often. And so, a lot of times during like the fall, especially, and sometimes in the winter and spring. Um, I would I would always I would wear like shorts and a t-shirt, okay, and and be like cold outside, okay. And my dad would always get on to me and be like, Hunter, put some pants on or put a put a jacket on. I'm like, oh why? And he's like, it's cold outside. And uh, I never really I just didn't really think about the fact that it was cold outside. So I'd like get to a place and I'd be like freezing, shivering, cold because and I would try and like act like I wasn't because I didn't want everybody to think I forgot my jacket or whatever. So I'd be like, hey guys. Like be freezing cold because I'd be wearing shorts and it'd be like 30 degrees outside. Uh, but the reason I share that is because sometimes uh, we know something, but we don't allow that knowledge to cause us to do something, okay? which is what James talked about. And so like uh, for me, I knew that it was cold outside and I knew that wearing a t-shirt and shorts, I would be cold, but I would either forget that it was cold outside or I wouldn't really think about it. You know what I mean? Or I just didn't let it change what I did. I didn't make it didn't cause me to put my jacket on. Okay. And for us today and last week we saw that Jesus cares about us and we're going to see some other truths about him and us and those things should cause us to act. Okay? They should cause us um, to not have fear and not have doubt in our lives. Okay? Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so let's read it. We're going to read verses 22 <clears throat> All the way, well, we'll probably read a 33 to start with, okay? And then we'll read some other ones. Okay, Uh, at this time, or at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the the portico or the porch of Solomon. And the Jews gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. 
Now the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? And the Jews answered him, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. Okay, let's just keep on going all the way to 42, where we get it all in complete context. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Has it not been written in your law, I said to you, are gods, or I said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If you do not do the works of my Father, do not believe, if, sorry, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Therefore, they were seeking again to seize him, and he eluded their grasp, and he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing, and he was staying there. And many came to him and were saying, While John performed no sign, yet everything John said about this man was true, and many believed him there. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we just come before you and thank you for this day you've given to us, and thank you for all you've done for us. I pray that as we look at this... Um, Pass through scripture today, God, that you'd speak through me and be your words and not mine. And just as we look at it, we'd uh, be able to apply it to our lives. We pray all this through Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so the first... Go ahead. Okay. All right, so the first thing we're going to look at is my sheep, okay? <clears throat> Jesus calls uh, us his sheep. And remember, you guys, this, this goes along with last week's lesson, okay? So who remembers who the sheep are? Who's us? Christians, believers, the sheep are the believers. So first we look at the sheep because Jesus talks about the sheep. Okay, But before we get into the, the sheep part of it, I wanted to kind of just go over when this is happening, what time this is happening. Because if you guys remember from a long time ago, okay, chapters 7 and 8, there was a feast going on. Okay, And it was a feast of booths. You guys remember what the feast of booths is? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they stayed out in their shelter. They, they would make these shelters and stay in them. Uh, they call them booths, okay? And they would uh, do that to remember, okay? To remember their wanderings in the wilderness, okay? That festival or that feast is at the end of October or beginning of November, okay? Then we go on into chapter 9, and what happened in chapter 9? Anybody remember? It has to do with sight. Okay, blind man healed. We're unsure when that was, but it was sometime probably between these two events. Okay, because the Feast of Dedication, look at verse 22. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place. The Feast of Dedication is between November, the end of November, beginning of December time period. And so, when he healed the man born blind and all that, it's, it really hasn't been that long since then. Okay, and it hasn't been that long since the woman caught in adultery. Okay, because that was at the Feast of Booths. Okay, so he's this is all kind of happening fairly quickly. So... It's winter, okay? It's winter out. And Jesus was walking in the temple on the porch of Solomon. Okay, so there's this feast that's coming up, and he's in Herod's temple, okay? And this is a picture of Herod's temple, so you guys can kind of picture where he's at and what he's doing. Okay, this is Herod's temple, and Jesus is walking. You see that, that thing with the red? I got another picture that kind of points it out. It's not as good quality, but see that red, like, little thing on the left over there? That, that looks like, like a pavilion. That's Solomon's porch, okay, or Solomon's portico. So Jesus is walking in there, okay, that's where he's at. 
during this, uh, this exchange, okay? And there are people, in verse 24, that gather around him, and they said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. So what are the people asking uh, Jesus to do? Yeah, he's like, they're like, hey, if you're the Messiah, tell us. Well, has he already told them? Yeah. Yeah, what does that mean about these people? They don't believe. They don't want to believe, right? They don't want to believe. They say, hey, tell us if you're the Christ. Tell us if you're the Messiah. Okay, look at verse 25. Look at what Jesus, how Jesus answers them. And Jesus answered them and said, I told you. Okay, just what we already said. He's already told them. He said, I told you, but you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify about me. Okay, so he says, hey, I told you already, but you're not believing me. And the works that I'm doing, what works did he just do, by the way? Yeah, he healed a blind man. He's done a lot of big um, things. And he's about to heal, or I mean, raise Lazarus from the dead here in just a little bit. Okay, but he does all these miraculous things. He says, my works, they're testifying about me. They're telling you that I'm the Messiah. Hey, they're telling you that I'm the Messiah. And, um, you know, this is kind of a side note, but a lot of people, they think, you know, well, we need to have blind faith. Like, oh, we don't, you know, we just have blind faith. You know what I'm saying? When people say that, blind faith, like we don't ever have any evidence, we just believe. Okay, but uh, right here, John is saying, and Jesus is saying that Jesus is giving evidence of who he is. Okay, and we're to believe the evidence, because the evidence is there. Okay, it's just like, um, you know, and again, this is kind of a side note, but like in creation, like the evidence is there that God created the world. Okay, it's not a blind faith, you know, that God created the world. It's, there's evidence there, okay? And so, Jesus says, hey, I already told you that I'm the Messiah, but you don't believe it. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify me. But look at verse 26. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. So he says, you don't believe because you're not my sheep. So I want to talk about this a little bit because a lot of people say, okay, and listen closely to this, okay? A lot of people say, that this means that God elected sheep, that sheep are elect. Okay, they say that because it says, uh, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep, they say, well, that must mean that God chose the sheep and he chose those who aren't sheep. Okay, but is that what this passage says? No, no it doesn't. Okay, let's look at uh, some facts about this. Okay, verse 26. Um, we already know, we've gone through, <clears throat> and we spent all last week talking about this. If you believe, you're a sheep. Okay, if you're not a sheep, you haven't believed. So what makes you a sheep? Belief, right? Belief makes you a sheep. Okay, you're not a sheep before you believe. Okay, you're not elected to be a sheep. You're a sheep when you believe. Okay, you're not a sheep prior to belief. Okay, and look at um, verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice. And we're going to talk about 27 in just a second, but... My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, okay, and I give them eternal life. Okay, so they hear his voice, and then they follow. We're going to talk about what following means in a second, but they hear a voice, and then they follow, okay, and so they hear the gospel, and they believe, okay. Sheep doesn't indicate that they're elect, but rather that they're the, it's the one who believes. So Jesus is saying that what? What is he saying about these people in the portico that are asking him? They don't believe. Okay, which you can already tell that by the question they asked, right? Okay, they said, Aren't you, are you going to tell us if you're the Messiah? Like, well, I already told you that, and you don't believe. Okay, and so he's saying, you guys are not believing. Okay, and this has nothing to do with whether they will believe in the future or not. How many people, and this is like 
I don't know an exact number, obviously. But how many people believed after, didn't believe before Jesus died and rose again, but believed after he died and rose again? A lot, right? Even Jesus' brothers, they never believed him until after he rose again. And so it's not saying that some of these people may not believe in the future. It's just he's saying they're not sheep right now. Um, they are not believing. And then look at verse 27. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. What's up, Hunter? And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. This is one of the, like the best verses. We, we all know this verse. A lot of us have this verse, these verses memorized, and they're great. Um, they're great, okay? And what is this illustration talking about? What is the sheep um, illustration been talking about this whole time? It's been talking about belief, right? The, the believers are the sheep, right? Yeah? Is that what it was? Yeah? Okay. Hey, come on in, guys. What's up, Doug? Awesome. Have a seat. All right, so the illustration this whole time has been talking about sheep believing. Believers are the sheep. Okay, and so um, I have a little chart for you guys. Okay, for these next verses. Okay, the first one is hearing. Okay, the the sheep hear his voice. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, I think it means that they, they are hearing or listening to the gospel. Because remember, we're talking about belief, right? Are we we're not talking about Christian life. We're talking about belief. That's what the whole illustration is. Okay, so when you hear his voice, that means you're hearing or you're listening to the gospel. Okay. The, uh, John 17, 17, your word is truth. Okay, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. John 14, 6, Jesus is the truth. Okay, he is the one, uh, he's the center of the gospel. He died and rose again for us. Now all we have to do is believe in him for eternal life, and that's the gospel. And so when we hear that, okay, when the sheep hear that, uh, that's listening to his voice, or my sheep hear my voice. Okay, and then it says, and I know them. Okay, what do you think that means, and I know them? Okay. If we're talking about last week, okay, again, this goes with last week, obviously. It's the same exchange, a lot of the same stuff. But last week, what, what did we talk about, like, the whole week? How Jesus cares about us. So would not it fit that he would say, I know them, I know them, and saying, hey, I care about them. I care about my sheep. And he protects us and he provides for us, so he does care about his sheep. So he says, my sheep hear my voice. They hear the gospel message. And I care about them. And then it says, and they follow me. Okay, now, again, a lot of times when you think about following, what do you think about? You think about the sopship or the Christian life, right? You think, if I'm going to, you know, you can believe in Jesus for eternal life, but then you need to follow him too, right? Not for eternal life, but just like that's what we should be doing, right? Right? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Good job, guys. All right, so we should be following him too. But this illustration is about belief, okay? And I want you guys to think about sheep. Okay? Sheep are dumb and helpless. Hey, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, and that is why Jesus is using this illustration, okay? Remember he talked about the wolves and the thieves? Can sheep protect themselves? No. Not very well, okay? Running. <laughs> what? By running. By running, yeah, and they're not even fast. Right? And can they go out and find food and water for themselves? Not very well. I mean, they can, but it's just not, they're not scavengers. So, like, they're dumb and they're helpless. And so he compares us to sheep, okay, I think in the belief illustration, because we're helpless, okay? 
All we have to do is believe in Jesus for eternal life. We can't get there by doing stuff. Does the sheep do anything for his master? Absolutely not. He can't. Okay, and so when he says the sheep are following in verse 27 and they follow me, I think that is they believe in him. I think that because of the illustration, because everything's that's lining up, I think he's saying, hey, these sheep, they follow me. That means they believe in me for eternal life. They believe that I'm the Messiah. And then what happens in verse 28? Again, this is um, this is a good point okay, to the sheep following being believed. Verse 28 says, after they follow me, what does Jesus do? Look at your Bibles. What does Jesus do in verse 28 after uh, the sheep follow him? He gives them eternal life. Okay? So... Naturally, if you line that up with the rest of Scripture, the illustration of the sheep following must be belief, right? And so they follow him. He gives them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Okay, and I think this is really important, okay? Um, this verse is a, is a really powerful verse, okay? Do you guys remember any of the Greek stuff we've talked about over the semester? Hey, there's ego in me, I am, and then what was the other big one? Does anybody remember? It's okay if you don't. It's ume. Anybody remember what that is? It's like a double negative. It's in Greek if you said no, no. Like no, 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 no. But in English when you say no, no, okay, or you have a double negative, it's a positive, right? But in Greek when you say no, no, it is extremely no, Okay. This is what it, it's, it would basically mean, never, ever perish. Okay, and that's what he uses here in the Greek. He says, and they will ume perish, and they will never, ever perish. Okay, so he gives them eternal life, and they will never, ever perish. Okay, this is a big deal, and I know most of you guys know this. Okay, but when we believe in Jesus for eternal life, he gives us that eternal life in the present tense, correct? And then, is there any way we will ever perish? No, we have one person. Okay, no. Okay, no, we will never perish. In no way will we ever perish. And no one is able to snatch them out of Jesus' hand. Okay, no one's able to snatch us out of Jesus' hand. Who would be doing the snatching, according to the illustration last week? Well, no one can snatch, but who would be trying to do the snatching? The devil, Satan. Okay, the wolves and the thieves from last week. Okay, false teachers, the devil. And we know... That the devil's goal is to make non-believers not believe and believers not be effective, right? So that's his goal. That's what he's trying to do. But no one's able to snatch us out of his hand. And then he goes on and he talks a little bit about his authority, which he's going to build on in a second. But he says, my father who's given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Okay, I and the father are one. Are one. So God the Father is greater than who? That's why I'm really tired this morning. Who's God the Father greater than? Everyone, okay? Everyone. And uh, no one's able to snatch us out of the Father's hand, and Jesus and the Father are one. Okay, now what does that sound like? Jesus is claiming. He's claiming to be God. Okay, now, almost a lot of times when he plainly claims to be God, what do the people do around him? They get mad, right? And 
And they, a lot of times they pick up stones and start to stone him. So I want you guys to picture this. Okay, remember he's in that little temple area. Hey, I don't know if there's rocks around, but apparently there are. I don't know what they're from. Okay, but maybe maybe Jews just go around with rocks in their pockets, just in case. Yeah, they just take the blocks out. But Jesus is talking. They're like, hey, are you going to claim to be Messiah? And then what does he do? He claims to be Messiah. He tells them what he is. He tells them that he's God. And they all start bending over and picking up rocks. Okay, like they're going like to stone him. Okay, that's the situation Jesus is in right now. Okay, he's in this little temple area, and all these people are picking up rocks. Okay, think about if everybody in here was looking at you, and then we all start picking up rocks, <laughs> looking straight at you. You're like, uh, okay, hold on. Okay, so then <clears throat> here's what Jesus says uh, when they do that. And what he does here is he starts talking about his authority, okay? Because he is God. And if he's God, does that mean he has all authority? It does, okay? And so just recent, in these first verses, he's been talking about the believer and how no one can, he cares for the sheep, he cares for the believer, nobody can take the believer out of his hand. Uh, And now he's going to start talking to these people, uh, the non-believers, a little bit. Okay, so Jesus answers these people as they're picking up stones to throw at him. He answers them and said, I showed you many good works from my Father. For which of them are you stoning me? So he, he comes out and he says, Okay, listen guys, you guys are going to stone me? What are you stoning me for? Okay, And what are they stoning him for? And that's, what they, that's exactly what they say in verse 33. Look at it. And the Jews answered him, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man make yourself out to be God. Okay, so he, they say, we're stoning you because you're claiming to be God, but you're just a man. Again, what does that tell us about them? They don't believe. Okay, they don't believe. Did the disciples the, at that point, uh, they believed in him as Messiah, right? Did they believe he was the son of God? Yeah, were they picking up stones to throw at him? No. Okay, they believed. Okay, but these guys don't believe, so they pick up these stones to throw at him. And then Jesus does something really kind of strange. He quotes a weird Old Testament passage. Psalm 82, 6, in verse 34, look at it. He says, Jesus answered them, Has it not been written in your law? I said, you are gods. <clears throat> if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? So he says, listen, it's written in Psalm 82, 6, Okay, right here. This is Psalm 82.6. It's written that you are uh, gods. Okay, I said you are gods, and all of you are sons of the Most High. Now, this is not talking about Jesus. Okay, notice it's a little g God. Okay, it's a little g God. And it's talking about some people that the Word of God came to. Okay, and it's just making a point. Okay, it's not saying that they're actually God. Right? Okay, it's just making a point. Okay, that the word of God came through them. But Jesus here, he's like, hey, if your book, your law, that you're trying to stone me according to that law, if, if that law calls other people, random people that the word of God came to, if he calls those people little g gods, why are you stoning me when I actually came from God? Okay, that's what he's saying. Okay, so why does, he, why does he do this? Okay, let's look at it. Reasons why Jesus would ask this weird question. Because isn't it kind of weird? Do you guys feel like it's kind of a weird thing? Okay, I do too. Okay, so I was like, okay, why would Jesus ask this? Okay, number one, he's coming back at them with their own logic. Okay, 
have you ever been in like an argument with somebody and they don't use good logic? Like they use, <laughs> yeah, they, they use bad logic and like even though like what you're saying may not be like exactly your point of view, you use their logic to prove to them that their logic is bad. Have you ever done that? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's kind of what, partially what he's doing here. He's like, okay, listen, according to your logic, you're stoning me because I'm claiming to be God. Yet in Psalm, it says that these men were gods. So you're going to stone me. See what I'm saying? So he's kind of like using their logic against them. Okay? Now, he really is God, right? But he's trying to use that logic kind of against them. Another thing that he does is he's diffusing a situation through a hard question. Okay? Again, imagine that all the people in here are looking at you. Okay? And they're all picking up stones. And they're like, all right, we're going to stone this guy. Okay? And then the guy asks you a really hard question that you don't know how to answer. What are you going to do? You're going to be like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it kind of diffuses the situation a little bit, and I think that's part of what he's doing here. Okay, and then the third thing, and I think this is the most important. Okay, he's claiming the right to actually be called God. Okay, so even though he's diffusing the situation, okay, by asking a hard question, through the hard question, he's actually claiming to be God. Look at it. So in verse 34 it says, In your law <clears throat> it's written, I said to you, you are gods. If he called them who are gods, if, sorry, if he called them gods, whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him? Who's the him there? Look at it. Who's the him there in verse 36? Hmm? It's Jesus. Do you because look at it, it says, Do you say of him? Who the Father sanctified and sent into the world. Who did the Father sanctify and send into the world? Jesus. Okay, so do you say of him, basically saying, do you say of me that the, you know, the Father sent me, okay, he sent me into the world, he sanctified me. Do you say of me that I am blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? So he says, listen, these people in your law, they're called little g gods. I'm actually God. And you're going to stone me for blaspheming? I mean, that's essentially what he's saying, right? He's just using some hard language so that it kind of diffuses the situation, gets them to think, and he's using their logic against them. Okay, look at verse 37. If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. Okay, that's pretty simple. Okay, that's pretty simple, right? What are they saying? What is Jesus saying there? Something that we don't think about very often is Jesus, like, he proved who he was by what he did, right? Okay, and we don't think about it a lot, but he does. He did. Like there were a lot of messiahs that came, like like false messiahs, messiahs that came and said, "Oh, I'm the messiah in Jewish history," but none of them proved it, and Jesus did. Okay, he proved it by what he did. He proved it by his message. His message was pure. It was from God. Okay, and he backed it all up with what he did, and then eventually he. He rose again, proving he was God. All right, and so he says, hey, listen, look at my works. If I'm not doing the works of God, of the Father, then don't believe me. Okay, but he was doing the works of the Father. Look at verse 38. But if I do them, if I do do the works, though you do not believe me, believe the works. So he's saying, hey, listen, I know you don't want to believe me. I know that you don't want to believe who I am and what I'm saying. But look at the works that I'm doing and believe those because those tell you who I am. Okay, you know what I see in that little that little section right there where he says that? I see that Jesus wants everybody to be saved. He has a desire 
that these people who are getting ready to stone him, he has a desire that they would be saved. He says, listen, if you don't want to believe me, believe the works that I'm doing. But he wants them to believe. Okay, so that you may, in verse 38, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Okay, and then at this point, they're seeking how they can kill him again. In verse 39, they're seeking to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. Okay, he's pretty good at that because he's God. So he eluded their grasp. Uh, and then he went away, and he went to kind of a desolate place beyond the Jordan where John the Baptist was first baptizing, um, and he was staying there. So he went kind of a long way away, kind of out in the wilderness, across the Jordan River somewhere. Uh, but even out in the middle of nowhere, look at verse 31. What happens? Many came to him and were saying, While John performed no sign, yet everything John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Okay, so even though he went out into the desert, and he's a long way from everybody, people still find him, and they still believe in him, okay, which is his goal. It's his goal. His goal is that people would believe. Okay, so, so what about this whole section? Okay, We're almost done. Okay, I told you it would be short. Yeah, I thought I would get a clap for how short it was. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to go for 30 more minutes. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so what is this passage saying? Okay, to the unbeliever, it's saying Jesus saves, right? He's saying, I am the way. I'm the truth and the life, right? I'm the one that saves. The sheep hear my voice. I give them eternal life. Who gives them eternal life? Jesus. They believe in him for eternal life, and they get it. Okay, but it's also saying to the believer, which most of us are in here, those who have already believed in Jesus for eternal life, it says to them, he holds you. He holds us. Okay, which is something that we forget about a lot. And remember what I said at the very beginning. I used to go out in the wintertime with shorts and t-shirt on, right? Okay, did I know it was cold outside? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did I know that you get cold when you wear shorts and a t-shirt in 30 degree weather? Yes. Yes, it's common knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty, pretty simple. But I still went outside with shorts and a t-shirt on. Why? Stupidity. Stupidity. Yeah, because I'm a sheep. Stupidity. Okay, or... You could say, because I just didn't think about it. I just wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't care. Okay, and a lot of times we don't care or we don't think about, or we don't let dwell on the fact uh, and the knowledge of who Jesus is. Okay, that he is God. Okay, and so for us, we need to allow the knowledge of who Jesus is to impact, not out, our lives. Okay, our lives by meditating on it and utilizing it against doubt and fear. Okay. We know who Jesus is, but how often do we meditate on it? How often do we think about it? How often do we use it to combat the fears and doubts in our life? Does that make sense? Because this passage is really strong. Okay, and I know, look at it again. It's verse, uh, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. That's strong language. Jesus is saying that no one can take us from Him. He is our provider. He is our protector. Okay, And we need to remember that and realize that. Okay, There are a lot of people that think they can lose their salvation. Okay, They think if they do bad stuff, they'll lose it. Or they think they can give back their salvation or whatever. But Jesus says, no, listen, I'm the one protecting you. Okay, And if I were to tell you guys, I'm the one protecting you, you guys would be like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, But when Jesus says that, who is he? He's God. He's all-powerful. 
He's all loving. He is creator. And so when he says that I've got you and you don't have to worry about it, that's a big deal. And we can find comfort in that. We just got to utilize it and utilize the knowledge that we have by meditating on it in our lives. All right? Well, that's all for True to the Bible podcast this time. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you did, or if you want to listen to some other lessons on True to the Bible podcast, make sure that you subscribe or like this podcast. If you have any questions about anything that you heard or you're interested in how you can be saved, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Again, thanks for joining us for this lesson, and we hope to hear from you soon.